But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WHTs. After further review, I'm here with David the Man of God Harris and your Rockets play the Ohio State University. First time Toledo has been on primetime television against a ranked opponent at 7 o'clock. The Rockets obviously are not favored to win, even though they're 2-0 and the Buckeyes are 2-0. But they are a 31-point underdog. They were 31 in the, in the hook or 31.5, so a 32-point underdog, which means that if Toledo loses less than 31 points and you bet against the spread, you're a winner, winner, chicken dinner, which begs the question, do you bet against the spread or do you outright pick Toledo? I believe if you outright pick Toledo, you probably win a lot more money, but you can win a little bit of coin going against the spread. I would pick against the spread. I think Toledo, can they possibly beat Ohio State? probably not but they could i don't think we get blown out by 30 something points david what say ye yeah i would agree i would definitely take that spread um again i think a lot of people are talking about toledo the same way that they did you know in 2011 trying to compare even even though they say that and all the experts and pundits say this rockets team is one of the best teams in the Mid-American Conference. Um, solid defense, expected to be in the MAC, as well as top tier nationally in terms of total defense and scoring defense. But they're still looking at, oh, if you go to Ohio State, you must be X, X, X amount of times better than these players that end up in Toledo. Like, it seems like, all the media stuff over the past week has really been talking about, oh, oh, what's Toledo, you know, compared to Ohio State, who has national championship aspirations. And that may be true. But if Ohio State does what they did in 2011, which is just, you know, overlook us or what mm-hmm. we've seen so far this year, where just because you are ranked top five and you have a non-conference at home doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to win. I think the Rockets play this game close. I think, I think this game is going to look a lot like it did in 2011. It looked like a lot how we played Notre Dame where if we don't make mistakes, and I think Daquan Finn is my key player for the game, offense, defense, whatever, like he if he plays well, does not make any mistakes, I don't know if Ohio State has the ability to really kind of make him a non-factor because they, they won't see anyone with that dual threat ability and the caliber of Daquan Finn. I think... Um, 
Like, I'm, I'm not expecting Ohio State to run up the score. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like 50, 60, 70, <laughs> like they do a lot of teams. Which, they, which but, they, they, they do that against, like, Bowling Green. I think the last time Bowling Green was down there, they kind of got, I think they, I do believe, didn't Bowling Green, like, get a 60-piece, maybe 70-piece? Yes, as you know, they they got their butts handed to them. Right. But, like, same thing. Like, Toledo is not Bowling Green. We're not Akron. We're not Kent State. No. Like, these are top – this is a top team in the MAC, including having um, excuse me, former Ohio State player Dallas Kent, who is one of our best defensive players. He's going to want to go back to Columbus and make a statement. Well, how do we know, we know that? He, he's graduated from Ohio State, so his degree is from Ohio State. Um, and he says, you know, he he just it's gonna, the only thing that's going to be weird is going through the visitor side instead of being on the home side. I don't know if he's re- whether or not making a statement. I don't know. I don't talk to him. And you can probably assume that. But at the same time, it could be just another football game for him. Do I think Toledo has the confidence to go in there and compete with the guys? Yes. But I think – like all matchups, I think the depth of what will probably kill Toledo. Now, the last time Toledo was down there, they had an opportunity to beat them, but because of those sanctions, there was. Remember, last time they were down there, Luke Fickle, who's now at Cincinnati, was actually coaching Ohio State because Jim Trestle was in those investigations and he got suspended. Boom Heron, I believe Terrell Pryor also, and there was some people on defense as well. I could probably try to go look that up. Uh, there's some here's some interesting stats. The last five games that both teams have played, they're four and one. Uh, obviously, the Rockets lost in their uh, bowl game against Middle Tennessee State, 31-24 uh, last year. Ohio State lost to Michigan, 42-27, but they're two and zero oh this year. Um, basically, Toledo's handled Long Island. University 37-0 and then beat UMass 55-10, to a former MAC opponent. Basically, you know, when you take the M out, you get U-ass, and that's how pretty much UMass played. And it really should have been 55-7, to but the coach decided to elect to hit a field goal at the end, I believe, with under 10 seconds to go. Um, Ohio State at home, both teams have played at home, uh, beat Notre Dame 21-10. to and Arkansas State got beat 45-12 to 12 for, for, for a while there. If you know anything about Rocket football in the mid-teens, Ohio State and Arkansas State were battling in bowl games. So th- that's, that's not bad. Once again, the 31-point favorite for Ohio State, I think that's just trying to get people to bet on this game, obviously, because that's a very, that's a very large and, I think, disrespectful spread. If, if, if you're if – you're, Doing something like that, that the, the the betters are saying that your team is straight doo doo. Yeah, and and I think that kind of the disrespect will be known. And again, it's similar to what that we've experienced. And you know, we felt it. Oh, this you know, just a small school. They don't have the caliber to you know. They're, they're looking at the five star ratings. Oh, this guy's at Ohio State, so he must be great, great, great. You know, DJ Stroud who. If we're just going to be honest, not an NFL quarterback. When has Ohio State put out an NFL quarterback? Like, he's great. He's a great college quarterback. He does the explosiveness. He scrambles a lot. But I think that the Rockets' front seven Who, Shroud? can get uh, – yeah. I think Stroud is better than Justin Fields, to be honest with you. I mean, right now in passing yards, he leads the team with 574 yards, 40 of 58. He's got six touchdowns. 
If you looked at the, the type of ball he throws, I mean, he throws that on point. Now, is he as electrifying and as athletic as Justin Fields? Not as much. But as a pure quarterback, I think C.J. Stroud is leaps and bounds ahead of Justin Fields. That's just my opinion. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you do? You think you think this guy is actually kind of bad? No, I, I don't I don't want to say he's bad, but like I don't think he's bad by any means. I mean, you're at Ohio State, so you must be good in terms of some quality. There's mm-hmm. some there's some skill there. I just think that the way that they're talking about CJ Stroud as a Heisman candidate and like Heisman trophy winner, I I I don't see it right now. I think and again, these are all non conference games, so you're allowed to put up a bunch of numbers. I mean, we see it we see it throughout college football. You can jack up the stats when you're playing against teams that aren't really, you know, on your competitive weight class. So looking at Arkansas State, looking even kind of the game in Notre Dame, like he played well, but it it took a it took a while. And so I think I think for me the reason why I think CJ Stroud doesn't have one of those, you know, 300, 350-plus yard passing games is because I think the Rockets' defense is going to be one of the better ones that that Ohio State sees all season. I think our front seven can get to the quarterback and I think can make it tough for C.J. Stroud to really kind of find a groove. And that's, that's why I think... Oh. That's why I think Stroud is not going to have one of those marquee electrifying games that everyone is anticipating just because they see C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback. Oh, what's this, you know, Toledo, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. It's Ohio State. Like that kind of thing. Do I, do I think it's going to, again, take the points, we're going to definitely win. I'm, if I'm honest, I can see this being – a 31-27 kind of game, a 35-28 kind of game within one score, similar to the last time we went down there, similar to how we played against uh, Notre Dame last year. We can play the tough teams. We can play sluggish football. I don't know if Ohio State wants to play sluggish football. Well, we don't know that, but then again, though, they can with the talent that they have they can pretty much force their tempo on Toledo and I looked up who those guys were that were suspended now remember the suspension came in December that year and then later on as they did more investigating Trussell ended up also being suspended as well but these guys were suspended for five games um it was Terrell Pryor tailback Dan Boom Heron he led the Buckeyes in rushing. Devere Posey was the second leading receiver the year before. Third was left tackle Mike Adams. And in the fifth was a defensive lineman, Solomon Thomas. Yeah, and if you yeah, look at those calibers, a lot of them ended fun. up playing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And they get, remember, they gave up memorabilia to get tattoos. Uh, tattoo gay, and then you know, but yeah, I I I think it's definitely going to be different atmosphere in Columbus. I think that, and again, this is asking a lot, considering who the face is. 
But I think the sensible Ohio State fans that remember 2011 are going to give them the same respect that they deserve. They're going to give Toledo the respect that they deserve. Whereas you get these young people that just, you know, born and raised every single Ohio State, that's all that matters. They're probably going to be the ones that are the arrogance, like, oh, who's the Toledo school? Half of them probably can't find Toledo on a map, if we're just going to be honest. They're just like, oh, OHIO, all that. Oh, well, you know, the Ohio State fans are going to go in there and they're going to be a little bit obnoxious about stuff and, and, you know, say stuff that's crazy. Yeah. But I I think that it's going to be a a one-score game. The final score tonight is going to be single digits. I don't think that the Rockets get blown out. No. I I could be... But I what do you define define a blowout? The, the the I guess a blowout is if you get beat by more than thirty points in the spread. But can I see the Rockets losing by three touchdowns? Yes. I mean, yeah, I would, I would consider it's going to the final score is going to look more like twenty one ten than it does forty five to twelve. Mm-hmm. That that's my prediction. I think that the Rockets. The Rockets can score and do score. I think the Rockets score at least three touchdowns. And it will just be a matter of on our defense limiting Ohio State. But here's the thing. <laughs> For our luck, the Toledo, I can see playing competitive. But what's going to be the downfall for Toledo? Will it be a shaky call? Because we did have a punt called back on a suspicious block in the back, I believe, wasn't it, down there in 2011? Or will it be boneheaded, not knowing when to call a timeout, maybe certain play calls that are suspect? It's always something that Toledo's in the game and they have the win in their grasps and then they let it go. Some of it well, their fault, and then some of it maybe questionable calling because obviously there's some people that don't want Ohio State to win. I'm not saying that the referees are in on the fix, but sometimes you just can't believe things, and, and referees are human. Sometimes people make back off. Well, I'm I'm not even just gonna I'm just gonna take the bandaid off. Like we know the referee is going to make some calls for Ohio State. We know that the six is going to be in. We know that one of them is probably on the payroll. <laughs> like I, we we know that going in. I, I, I think that's the game under the lights in Ohio State at home because again Ohio State is scared to actually travel and lose non-conference. Yeah, I fully expect there to be some BS calls and Jason Candle to probably get a call from the commissioner like, "Hey, you can't say that on national television." Well, remember the score last time that the Rockets were down there. You remember the score? Yep, twenty-seven, twenty-two. Yeah, only down by five, and like you said, that that touchdown doesn't get called back. Probably the, the Rockets, you know, slip away with a victory. Now, I think what can really help the Rockets is that this is on a prime time game. This is really can help the program. I just hope that is the late Anthony Stang says don't poop a hammer because if you make the game competitive, like that's twenty-seven, twenty-two, this program gets a lot of respect. A lot of respect. They already had respect, but in in years past, when you played big teams, they weren't on prime time either. You know, last time we were down there at Ohio State, we were playing at high noon. You know, Iowa State, we got the win here. Yeah, it was at night, but it was 
Iowa State, which is one of the lower Big 12 teams. This is now on the stage, number three team in the country. If the Rockets can walk away with that same score, 27-22. Now, some people would say, well, they had those five players suspended, and most of them did go on to play on Sundays. Maybe it may make a difference. Even with the loss, you're still getting a lot of respect. You're listening to AFR on 88.3 WXUT. You're still going to get a lot more respect. And even though you have that one loss, maybe some people in the MAC will fear you. I don't know. But I think that even with the loss, you still get a win, but you can't really get blown out by 30-some points. No, and I don't think that's a – the Rockets' defense is too good to get blown out. Like, if if nothing else, like, yes, Ohio State has great receivers, probably going to play on Sundays, et cetera, et cetera. But, again, if we can get pressure on C.J. Stroud, I think that that's going to make a difference. Because if you you can't throw the football effectively if you know big beefy bodies are running at you at high speed, getting into your face quickly, and our front seven has the ability to get pressures, I expect at least at least three or four sacks, um, and then it's up to the secondary to make plays in the back, kind of as well as the front four will play the. The back seven has to do their job, and that's going to be that's going to be critical. Yeah. Well, uh, Ohio State has not lost to an in-state school since a seven-six loss to Oberlin College over 101 years ago in 1921. They tied Wooster in 1924, and those teams are, I believe, like D three uh, football. I don't even know if Wooster even has a football team. You have to look that up. Um. Toledo is 2-0 and for the first time since 2017. That year, they went on to win the MAC title. So, could that be in store for us? Yeah. Yeah, we, we hope so. Obviously, a lot of people aren't probably going to pick the upset because, you know, Ohio State at home, night, prime time. But if the Rockets played their brand of football and not listen to the hype, not focus on – um the environment and just do do the stick to the game plan. And if Taquan Finn has the game of his life, the Rockets can pull the upset in Columbus. True. Well you heard it from him. Hopefully next week we are talking about an upset. But uh good stuff again talking about the Rocket football here. On 88.3 WHGTs. After further review, good luck to them as they will be playing at 7 o'clock primetime. Hopefully they show up and show out. Uh, Coming up next, though, talk a little bit about Robert Sarver and the NBA. David, any previews? Uh, You can't change a person no matter what environment they're in. True. With that and more here on 88.3 WHTs After Further Review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WHTs After Further Review with a picture of Frank Master and the horse's head. If you missed the segments here on the live radio station, we'll have it on our segments on, like I said, SoundCloud and on iTunes. We'll return. Talk a little NBA and a suspended owner, Robert Sarver. <laughs> 